the apostles. Let us be attentive. In those days, as we apostles were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by soothsaying. She followed Paul and us, crying, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul was annoyed and turned and said to the Spirit, I charge you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs which it is not lawful for us Romans to accept or to practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet, their feet in the stocks. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's fetters were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And he called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Men, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your whole household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all that were in this house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once, together with all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced with all his household that he had believed in God. Peace be to you, the reader. Summarize, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be to you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Saint John. Let us be attentive.
At that time, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from his birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be manifest in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night comes when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And as he said this, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and anointed the man's eyes with clay, saying to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar said, Is not this a man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He said, I am the man. They said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. The Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? There was a division among them, so they again said to the blind man, What do you say about him? Since he has opened your eyes, he said he is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know. Nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess him to be the Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been born blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you too want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, 
you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, why, this is a marvel. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if he, anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of, of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, who, who, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and is he who speaks to you? He said, Lord, I believe. And, they, and he worshipped him. Good morning. The Pan-Orthodox Assembly of Orthodox Bishops for North America has designated next Sunday, June 12th, Prison Ministry Awareness Sunday. That is, the Pan-Orthodox Assembly of all the Orthodox Bishops in North America want us, the faithful, to all become more aware and better support the Orthodox Christian prison ministry efforts. Interestingly, this Sunday's Gospel and Epistle lessons also contain related themes to prison ministry. In today's Gospel reading, we learn about the man born blind. Perhaps we are familiar with this story. Christ heals the blind man, yet some question what Christ did. They question why Christ healed the blind man on the Sabbath. They question whether Christ is truly holy. They even question whether the man who is healed is of a good reputation. Remember what is said in the gospel. Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that his, this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be made manifest in him. In all this questioning, what lies at the heart of the problem of this passage in the Gospel of John about the man born blind is not physical blindness, but spiritual blindness. Their refusal to re realize what Christ was doing and how he could help the blind man it was, was, that was their... The refusal to see it is, on part, is really spiritual blindness. 
Christ was reaching out to the marginalized blind man. Christ was reaching out to those who were perceived to be sinners. Christ's light shined out even to the forgotten. And that is exactly what we do with prison ministry. Faithful Christians are reaching out to the marginalized, the prisoners, those who are forgotten. They are reaching out to those who have committed big sins. They are reaching out to the forgotten. By reaching out to prisoners, the Orthodox Christian prison ministry affirms that every person is made in the image of God and can always change and be saved. St. John of Cronstadt once wrote, Never confuse the person formed in the image of God with the evil that is in him, because evil is, is but a chance misfortune, an illness, a devilish reverie. But the very essence of the person is the image of God, and this remains in him despite every disfigurement. Unquote. By reaching out to pr- prisoners through the work of Orthodox Christian prison ministry, Christ's light shines even into the darkest places. The epistle today, too, presents us with a lesson related to prison ministry. As Saints Paul and Silas were imprisoned in Philippi, the Acts of the Apostles reads, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. An interesting detail here, and the prisoners were listening to them. This detail shows us how the praises of God's grace and love can ring out even in a prison and show others the way to God. God's grace and love can even shine into the darkest places like an ancient Roman prison. God's grace and love can even shine into modern prisons here in America and here in Minnesota. I'd like to share with you the following testimonial about the great work of Orthodox Christian prison ministry. When a certain girl, we'll call her Christy, was just four years old, she experienced her father's uncontrolled temper in the form of physical abuse. By the time she was a young teenager, her father had been imprisoned for life. She dropped out of school in seventh grade so that she could go to work to help support her family. When Christy was 15 years old, however, her young work life was cut short when her mother was killed by a drunk driver. Christy became a ward of the state and eventually ran away from foster care. The next year, her younger brother was murdered. Christy couldn't reconcile in her heart how her life had become such a nightmare. By the time she was 23, Christy was married with two young children. She was hoping that the fragmented pieces of her broken world would finally make some sense. But her past continued to haunt her. How could her father have been so cruel to her and her five siblings? Why didn't he care enough about his children to ensure their well-being? Christy realized she was headed for divorce and more brokenness 
unless she could reconcile her past in answer to these important questions. By this time, Christy's father had been in prison for over 10 years. Christy decided it was time to try to make peace with her past by visiting her father in prison and confronting him. Never contemplating forgiveness, she simply hoped to resolve the anger and horror that she she continued to feel from her childhood. She would tell her father how badly he had hurt had hurt his children, and that the, and the scars he had left would last a lifetime. She would let him know that he was responsible for the inferno their lives had become. Hopefully, she thought, this would enable her to find peace by severing ties with her horrendous past and moving into a new future. However, <clears throat> Christy wasn't ready for the interaction that took place with her father the day she entered the visiting room of the state prison where he was incarcerated. She had prepared for a battle with her abuser, but instead found a man who had already begun to surrender to God. It was evident that something had happened to her father during his incarceration. He had become gentle, remorseful, and truly repentant. He apologized for his sins and past acts of abuse. The peace that that she had longed for began to appear, but not in a way that she had ever imagined. Through the ministry of an Orthodox priest, Christie's father had become a Christian during his incarceration. God had enabled Christie's father to begin to repent of his many past sins, and now God was reaching out to heal Christie too, through the very man who had abused and broken her. God broke through the hardness and was in the process of restoring their hearts. That night, Christy knelt at her bedside, feeling confused and hopeful. Thanking Christ with tears of joy and pain, she experienced God's love, enormous and infinite, and yet so close that she felt it surrounding her like a warm cloak. As she rested in the arms of her Heavenly Father, Christy opened her heart to Him in a way she had never been able to do before. Concerning her earthly father, Christy remained guarded. If this was a true reconciliation, it had to pass the test of time. Sixteen more years have now passed. Christy lives with her three children. She is a seventh-grade science teacher and a devout Christian. She began to understand forgiveness the day she visited her father in prison and saw how God had touched his life. Now, forgiveness and reconciliation continues to deepen in Christie as she takes steps each day to receive more of the healing embrace of our Lord and experience a deeper reconciliation with her past, her father, her siblings, and most importantly, her God. Now, as Christy experiences God's total forgiveness of her own sins and is given the freedom to love even the person who caused her the most pain, the the reality of God's transforming grace becomes more and more evident to her. Through the love of God at work behind prison walls, 
Christy and her father have been given the blessed gift of forgiveness and reconciliation. That could not have happened if the Orthodox priest hadn't visited Christy's father. We can all support causes such as Orthodox Christian prison ministry. God gives us a chance to help even the prisoners. Next Sunday is Orthodox Christian Prison Ministry Sunday. You can stop by the information table that will be set up and offer a donation to the National Orthodox Christian Prison Ministry. Even if we cannot go visit the prisoners ourselves, our donations can go there. But we can even do more, such as volunteer with our own local chapter of Orthodox Christian Prison Ministry. And even if we can't donate money to the Orthodox Christian Prison Ministry or volunteer, we can at least pray that God blesses both the local and national Orthodox Prison Ministry programs. May we contemplate over this next week how we can support Orthodox Christian Prison Ministry and do something about it next Sunday.